in the research phase of the film, I was in contact with Simone at the Southwest Detroit Community Benefits Coalition. And Thomas Denny at that time was doing a lot of advocacy work with them surrounding air quality in the neighborhood. And um, Simone just suggested that I connect with her because she was um, very involved at the time, was, was, um, had asthma herself, was raising grandchildren that had asthma, um, and had actually she had raised three generations in that house that all dealt with severe asthma um, that they attribute to the air quality. Um, and so because I was interested in how women were adapting, specifically mothers and mother figures, she was perfect, um, and we connected right away. So uh, tell me a little bit more about what moved you to tell her story. Well, so initially it was, it was really the fact that she had three generations of her family suffer from asthma that they were attributing to the air quality in the neighborhood. But because she was starting to work as an activist um, and advocating for herself and her family and the neighborhood, I just was really inspired by her. She had so much fire. She was so knowledgeable and extremely passionate about this advocacy work. And it was really just contagious at that point after I had met her. I mean, I also have asthma. And I kind of noticed right away once I moved to the neighborhood how the air quality was affecting my health. Um, I felt short of breath often. I had tightness in my chest that I didn't really have before, and um, mine is my asthma is not at all as severe as um, what they're dealing with. But I really felt like right away that the air quality was affecting my quality of life when I was living there, and so um, that was kind of an added factor into me wanting to tell this story as well. How much time did you spend with Thomas Senia and her family, getting to know them uh, well enough to be able to share this story? Um, so really we clicked right away and I was very, um, kind of upfront about what my intentions were and if she was on board with, um, telling that part of the story, because it is, I mean, it is a sensitive topic. Um, and so once I kind of, you know, came to her with what my intention was, we actually learned how close we lived to each other. I lived like a couple blocks from her house. And from then on, I just started spending some time with her and the kids outside of filming, um, like going to church, running errands, just simple stuff like that. And um, But really, it was, it was kind of a go from the beginning. She was totally on board. She was ready to share her story. And um, I'm just really grateful that she was uh, so open to me from the beginning. She's a really awesome person. So. Now, we're talking about a part of town where there's a lot of heavy industry. You've got uh, the Marathon Oil Refinery. Uh, you have uh, trucks going through that area all the time. Uh, there's the uh, Detroit water and sewerage uh, sewer treatment plant uh, in that area as well. It's also not far from uh, where the new Gordy Howard International Bridge is uh, going to be built, and that may also increase truck traffic uh, in that area. Uh, this may seem like an insensitive question, I realize, but are they able to move? Can they move out? I mean, I think the question would definitely best be answered by Thomasinia herself, and, like, I'm hesitant to speak for her on this, sure. but the main thing that she expressed to me when I asked her about these things is that she, this is her home. I mean, again, she's really, like, she raised her own children in the house. Um, she's lived in the house for years. She's now raising her grandchildren in the home, and I don't think she wants to move from southwest Detroit because that's the neighborhood she knows. Like, she talks often about how, she loves how walkable it is, how many businesses there are so close to her home. Um, it's her home, um, and I think that's why she doesn't want to leave. 
Uh, now, because she is dealing with all of these issues, she has definitely considered picking up and going. But I think, you know, there's a lot of factors that make that a very difficult transition and move for anybody. Isn't there some sort of help that uh, is available to people who uh, live in this area, especially near where the bridge is supposed to go? Uh, she lives pretty close to that uh, impact zone. Can she get filters or things like that? So there is a program through the city of Detroit called Bridging Neighborhoods, and they um, have some environmental mitigation programs as well as a housing swap program. Um, the housing swap program is only for people living in Delray who are like directly affected, like in the construction zone or around that area um, for the new bridge project. The environmental mitigation program um, expands all the way uh, 300 feet from the I-75 extended service drive. But again, she lives just a few blocks away from that. I think she's, she's at like about the 1500 mark. Um, I know there's a lot of advocacy to continue, um, you know, to kind of expand that. But I think at the time, uh, they're still working pretty hard to get that. And so I think they, they a lot of the activists feel that they would potentially, you know, be lucky to get 500 feet from the expanded service drive. Um, so she would still be quite far away from that, even though she is, you know, ha- heavily affected by truck traffic. Have you been in touch with the uh, proper agencies about their plan to uh, mitigate truck pollution uh, from the new bridge, if there is such a plan? So there are plans, and, um, you know, there's a lot of different agencies that are working on this, and really the bridge project, you know, Southwest Detroit has dealt with environmental justice issues for a long time, and there's been a lot of people fighting in different ways. And so the bridge project, from what I understand, has kind of, in a way, opened up a space for some of these community benefits to be um, to be organized or to be implemented. And so, like, the bridge you know, Bridging Neighborhoods, I think, is a good example of that. Um, The Michigan Department of Environmental Equality and um, the City of Detroit and Southwest Detroit Community Benefits Coalition also is monitoring the air quality at different stations in Delray um, to kind of monitor, like, how air pollution will will change over time and what what the actual numbers are um, to have a clear idea of how we can, how people, you know, how they can um, mitigate that. The city of Detroit is also piloting a truck study in southwest Detroit to determine kind of, you know, which uh, which roads are the safest for for trucks to be going down in order to mitigate pollution and also other safety concerns. The Windsor Detroit Bridge Authority also has their community benefits plans that they are implementing on both U.S. and Canadian sides to reduce environmental impacts. Um, they're kind of focusing on, like, planting trees and, like, making these buffer zones in, in parks and things like that. Um, using energy-efficient lighting and things like that. I mean, there's a lot right now that's going on, and and a lot of it is really positive. But, you know, inevitably there will be people that are left out of that, and I think Thomasinia is an example of that. Um, But really, in terms of environmental justice work, I think there's some really positive changes that are happening, and people are becoming more aware of this issue. And your film your reporting is part of an environmental justice reporting project. What other stories do you plan to tell? Yeah, so I was, um, the reason I was able to tell this story is because of the Detroit Equity Action Lab um, and Martina Guzman, who gave me um, uh, a small grant to complete this project, uh, and she was looking for stories on environmental justice at the time, and they deal with different social issues in the city. Um, So personally, when I first started this story, I was really interested in how air quality and pollution was affecting um, reproductive health in the neighborhood. 
and I had heard a lot of anecdotes and um, about people who were struggling with this and, and um, were really feeling the brunt of it. And so because it's kind of a, more of a silent issue and, and a more intimate issue, um, it would take a longer time to kind of engage and, and really dive deep into that story. But that's something I'm really interested in and is another um, um, important aspect of how women are really uh, affected by pollution and air quality.